you. Guys, welcome back to another episode of From the Sideline. Let me get my damn lights together over here. They're all crooked and stuff. You know, I have moved a couple of things around here, but how you guys feeling today, man? I'm your host, Troy, and I'm back with the boys. What's up, fellas? What's the word? What's going on? What's going on? Nothing much, man. How you feeling? We got Boo Wop, formerly known as Wop. <laughs> we got GK. Are you with me? What's up, GK? Yes. We got we got the cousin Marcus back in the building. What's up, cousin Marcus? Not much, man. Not much. Just chilling. You ready to get into some basketball? We got some basketball on the, on the dock for the day. Ooh, why, why you look like you sick, bro? I'm looking at some shit. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> nigga look like he's sick. Nah, but, um, so did you guys hear what Cat said? His Cat's recent comments. Yeah, I see that. Cat said, and I quote, he's one of the best offensive players the NBA has ever seen. G Baby will love this topic right here. Sorry we can't have G Baby Trent today or SB. Shout out SB taking care of his daughter, bro. But what are you guys feelings on Cat saying he's the best one of the best offensive players the NBA has ever seen? I hate it. I, I hate like, it. I hate it. I feel like <laughs> that's that's the mentality that you need to have as a player. Is there a thing such as reality and uh, what did Mike Tyson call it? Oblivion? Has <laughs> <laughs> ever I, I seen? Has ever seen? Yeah, and I understand understand why he's saying it. I understand why he's saying it because he, you know, big man and yada yada yada, best shooter. And but like, it can't like. This is why I hate. I the whole this whole uh, skill movement. This ball don't stop shit. This is why I hate it because every like we can only vacuum what these players do so much. Like you don't go out there on the court. It's not a. a it's, it's not like figure skating, or it's just a display of skill, and somebody gives you a grade. Like mm-hmm. it's a goal when you on the court. And I'm not. Of course, everybody is not gonna be a champion or be an MVP or be be this or be that. Like that's just reality. But at some point, like your success, and yeah, it's a team game. But like your success gotta mean something. It has to like it can't be all about just Around everything in a vacuum checkbox of what his skill set is. Like, what have you? What have you done? Have the Wolves <clears throat> ever even been a? Uh, I think this year they was they was close to top five. It was probably like eight or nine. Have the Wolves ever been a, an elite offense? Why you you've been with them for going on eight years, and you the bet you one of the best offensive players we've ever seen. Have you ever been top 10 in scoring? You ever averaged 26? You have, like, what? Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to debate that, but I think that's what every player has to tell themselves. Like, I don't know if you ever seen um, any given Sunday and um, 
what's his name? Uh, the dude that used to be a host on MTV that was the receiver. Like in the locker room before the game, he's just talking. Bill Bellamy. Huh? Come on, Bill, Bill Bellamy. Bellamy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's just like, you're the best receiver that there that there ever is, that there ever was. Like, da-da-da. Like, I just think, like, as a player, like, that's just what you tell yourself. Yeah. Key word, tell yourself, not tell others. That's Thank the you. thing right there. <laughs> like, it, I would have been fine with him just having that mentality because that's within, that's within yourself. Once you start putting it out there, now you you bring on, like, people like us and just anybody's going to, like, why is he saying that? I'm well, gonna I, have to, I don't see anything that suggests that he's one of the best offensive players yeah, that the league has he, ever seen. Did he just say, like, hey, I need to have a press conference. I got something to say. Or, like... Did somebody ask him a series of questions where, like, that was part of the context and, like, somebody just grabbed that quote, you know, and isolated it? Because, like, I feel like people get that done to them all the time and it's like, you know. But I, I, but I don't think really anybody's going to debate. I mean, it was basically a reporter not. asked him. How how does he think he's going to pair alongside playing with Rudy Gobert? How do they think their offense going to look? Because Rudy's not quote-unquote, a offensive guy. He said, I think... Sorry, Buwap. He said, I think that Rudy's one of the best defensive players we have ever seen in the NBA. He has the hard way to prove it, Towns said. I think I'm one of the best offensive players and talents the NBA has ever seen. So putting us together gives us really really a whole spectrum of talent to use. That was the whole quote. I don't have a problem with it. Cousins, you still feel the same? It's too much for me. I'm reading it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I just, I, I mean, I know it sounds like contradictory, but like, if that's he what you got to do to psych yourself up. Like if you were to make a list, he's not going to be the first on it. Yeah. He's not going to be the 20th one. I don't have a problem with him saying that. Like, he said, Towns said, you got to have some, you got to have some element of, of he's more of, capable uh, of defending out of the perimeter than his reputation may, may indicate. And added, he's willing to sacrifice to make the partnership work. I've sacrificed at every level. I'll sacrifice narrative, narratives of me. I'll sacrifice possibly Mr. being Bush, the number I'm one pick right in college when I'm fully. <laughs> what is he talking about now, bro? Like, <laughs> what? He's trying to probably sacrifice say, like, when I fully accept the platoon system. You know, play, no one else like does it, that. Down said, I came to the outcome. NBA. I sacrificed everything I can, my body included, to try to get, um, try to get us to the playoffs. I sacrificed everything. I sacrificed my life. I sacrificed my time with my mother. I can feel that. I sacrificed my public, um, opinion of me, all for the G baby right there. That's G baby. All, all for the betterment of the team, my teammates, their, their lives, what they're trying to accomplish. I don't like that ending there, but I mean, I get what he's trying to say, but to still say that you, um, you're one of the best offensive players the NBA has ever seen. I'm, you know. Yeah, you got, you got to have. Now, a we could go bit down a list of big men, and I don't think he would, he would end up in the top twenty. Wouldn't even end up in the top thirty at this point. Like, I'm, I'm just being realistic. <laughs> He's not a top thirty big man of all time, probably like right now. Like what about and he just, should what about be based off talent? what he's saying. What about just raw talent? 
He top thirty raw talent. All right, offensive. You want to maybe it? raw talent? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, if you're talking like skill set, because then guys like Demarcus Cousins is easily top fifteen. But yeah, it's just like capability. Yeah, I get that, but nah. I still need to see the 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 somewhat success. Like outside of last year, this is the first year where you can kind of say he was the best player on his team. I want to do it and led them to the playoffs. Bill Russell, but then also like, what if um is he better a better offensive player? Hypothetically, what like what if they gave him the ball? Oh, Bill Russell. Oh yeah. All right, Kareem. No. That's two. Shaq. No. Will? No. For Hakeem Olajuwon, no. uh, George uh, Mikan? No. <laughs> Moses Malone? No. <laughs> David Robinson? No. <laughs> Patrick Ewing? No. Willis Reed? That's a little bit more debatable, but... Anybody else can answer. It don't just got to be Boo up. Robert Parrish? Yeah. Bill Wall? My fault. I was doing something. He over uh, Robert Parrish. He not over Bill Wall. No. All right. So that's 10. Bob McAdoo? No. No. Wes Unsub? Yes. Yeah. All right. There's two E over. We have 15 now. Irvin Hayes? No. Um, no, Dolph, Dolph, Dolph Hayes. I don't, I don't know. Dolph Shays. There you go. I don't think. I know. I think Dolph Shays has has some numbers. This shit was definitely yeah. pre, like way pre merger. Nate Thurman. Who? Nate Nate uh, You know. I, Nate Thurman. Yeah, he's probably Thurman. a better offense. Yeah, better. We just talking about offense, right? Offense, right? Right. Yeah, he's better than offense. Uh, Bob Lanner. Lin Lanner. Lanier, Bob Lanier. Uh, Lambeer? Oh, no, Lanier. Bob Lanier. Oh, Bob Lanier. For the, uh, the Pistons. Uh, I can't speak on it. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Artis Gilmore? Yeah. Yeah. From yeah. what I can recall, yeah. That's tough. That's might, 20. I'm not going no further. Me. I don't know. That's kind of tough because the lens I view it in is like Alonzo Morning. If, if, if like nobody went to the NBA yet and you were just watching them, Jerry like, Lucas, as if you're evaluating like college prospects, I'm not going to say Matumbo. Like he probably would get drafted pretty high, I would say, amongst. All them. Yeah, in today's NBA, yeah. I mean obviously, yeah. In today's but NBA, of course. That's the evolution part. You 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 can't like take from these players, but you can't hold it against the players that came right, before today, them. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like Marquee? At the end of the game, everything had a template. Clyde Lovett? And Golden Bear. Then what he better than them guys. <laughs> <laughs> you better than them guys. Offensively, like, yeah, but I'm not. Nah, no, offensively, uh, definitely. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm taking Yao Ming over Cat any day though. Well, Yao Ming had a lot of finesse. I'm that's twirling. a lateral. That's a lateral move. I'm twirling. Yeah. What about Vladi Divac? <laughs> yeah, he got Vladi. 
definitely got body. Yeah, he got body. They called him Kitty Cat. <laughs> sure, definitely called him Kitty Cat. I mean, I think that. Is he Just, better than Joker's Joker? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Hell no. Nah. I'm just adding two more names to the list. Yeah. Dirt. Well, no. I, I feel like he's more talented. LeBron than played power for LeBron. More talented than who? <laughs> like, just things you can do with the basketball. I would say there's more things he can do, but he just doesn't make any type of impact. Then who, though? Like then the last guy Troy just mentioned, Dirk. Like, like if I'm thinking like Dirk, you Joker, go power Embiid, forward, do, do like, the sentence. Go power forward. He's obviously not as good as any of them, but offensively, we talking about offensively, definitely not as skilled as is Jokic. Just not even a question. Not even a question. Yeah, he can't <laughs> touch them three. He can't touch them, and like, yeah. All right, Tim Duncan, Carl Malone, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowinski, uh, Kevin McHale, Charles Barkley. None of them guys. Anthony yeah. Davis, Chris Webber, no, Marcus Aldridge, Kevin Love, Blake Griffin, Sean Kemp. Marcus, maybe. Um, and Chris Bosh to a degree. I might can see Chris Bosh. Amari Stoudemire. They threw Giannis up. Are you uh, sure? Antoine Jameson, Elton Brown, Carlos Boozer. Yeah. Right, now we get into the cream of the crop. Talking about offensively, yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a better passer than Bosch for sure. Like Toronto Bosch? Yeah. Because yeah. I thought he was pretty damn versatile, scoring <clears throat> a lot of different ways. Prime Carlos no, Boozer is nasty. When I think of offense, I think of scoring and passing. And I'm thinking Boozer. like scoring wise, I think. By Cliff Cats, a better shooter than Bosch. Post wise, I would like Bosch. So, but the passing is what I probably say. Cat kind of slightly better than the Met. When was this list this made? Playmaking. This list was made June, June, uh, June, uh, June. Uh, July sixteenth, and this shit don't got cat on it. Do it. <laughs> top fifty, top fifty power, power forwards. I see Giannis. I don't see no goddamn cat. He's he talented, but he got to sold that shit, man. It's, it's up here, man. He also doesn't have Simp. that type of personality. Simp. Where's he's Simp? like, give me the ball Simp. every play, you know. You say, you say Bosh, Bosh better than Cat? NBA? That that go with it. The mentality, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you ain't putting the, putting the pedal to the floor, yeah, no, that's, you, yeah. you, you end up being that's Cat. That's where I think he's lacking. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. This is this this like a, like a no, like give me the damn ball and then like get out my goddamn way. You know, he was get he getting some of it. Like last year, you could tell he was getting being around Ant Man and being around Patrick Beverly. He was getting a little bit of it, but was rubbing off on him. Yeah, but that's just it, that's clearly well, not his. That's even, that's not his, his natural days, temperament. I felt like he was never really uh like that. You know. Yeah, like, he's very, very docile. Like, right? Yeah, that's my whole problem with him. Like, I mean, if somebody gotta help, quote unquote, get you that type of persona, like, I don't know. I don't Listen, know. How, how I, I don't know if I can really believe it. It's like, I believe Anthony Edwards. 
Like I, it's just cat. I don't truly believe or. Because if that's the case, the cat's I, just got to accept the fact that he's the complimentary one. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I, but I think just like based off of this you, statement, I, I don't know if he feels this way based off of that statement. Like, <laughs> I, I think he should. He still think it's like seriously his team. Like, and I don't agree with that. Like, I think this this team is leaning towards Ant-Man being potentially the best player on the team. And he could he could definitely be a, a number two option, but he has to adapt that mindset. And again, based off that statement he just said, I don't know if he has that mindset because best offensive players, bro. That's that's like reserved. The only guy that can say something like that is guys that we we know, like James Harden. And even James Harden get a lot of pushback when people say that he's one of the best offensive players the game has ever. People will still give it pushback, and he's done a lot in this league. Like, cat, come on, bro, stop it. This this is this is a joke this, right now. This would be a great year to go prove it. You ain't you, you can go back. You Shut can go me back up. To, yeah, you go back to your natural position. You ain't the the you ain't the the, the anchor of the defense no more. You gonna of course your space is gonna be needed. So all that shooting, the the you being the best big man shooter ever, like that's hey, what more can you like what? <laughs> The, the 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 situation you in only gonna get so much better like outside of something crazy happening. You got a good a good quality team, so that team shit is out the window. Like it's time for you to go out there and, and grown man something. I would expect um, an uptick in offensive production from him. Um, yeah. because of the fact that like he if he doesn't have to carry so much of the load on defense like energy wise, because Gobert is gonna pick that up. And he can conserve most of his concentration and most of his like energy for um, offense. Then I would hope that he's gonna be scoring more. But we will see if that if that's been the excuse. And then the thing with that is still like, dog, you ain't been no hellified defender at no point in your career. Right. Yeah. So it'd be different if you was like your anchoring ain't really been. Yeah, if you was like the same type of defender that in uh, you know Rudy was. And it indicates, but I think you are as, as good as you show on the court. And I don't think you're a very good, you know, permanent defender. And I think the Grizzlies showed us that. The Grizzlies showed that you, you, those big men in Minnesota cannot guard the permanent. What would you say is other than like, we talked about his mentality and then his, his like, I guess perimeter defense is questionable. What um, would you say his other like deficiencies are? I think his biggest one is impact. Knowing how to impact his team, like he can score and get points up, but those points a lot of time are impactful to his team winning. Mm. I think that's his biggest deficiency. It's like yeah, you could you could say you're one of the best offensive players in today's game, but not all time. If you want to say to, you could put probably fit him in the top twenty somewhere in today's game, especially among big men, he'll be in the top ten. But I don't know. Carlton Towns for me has had years. He's been in the league what eight years now. He's had years to show that he can carry his team to the playoffs. Like ATN is saying about Chris Bosch. When Chris Bosch was full helm, he was taking his team to the playoffs. Couldn't win. Teams were better than them, but he was getting them there. He would get them. Got him there twice. Who got him there twice? 
Uh, Chris Bosh. Yeah, Bosh. I mean, getting his team in, in position. So, yeah, I mean, Cat I mean, had to, to get Jimmy to do that. And, I, and I, I agree. I agree. Jimmy Jimmy came along and changed the culture. And you think Cat, for me, you think, you know, Carr Anthony Towns would have learned something from Jimmy. But I just, I just think he took the Jimmy experience as a bad experience and not understanding what Jimmy was trying but to do. But that's what we were talking about. It was so, like, his like his persona, basically. No, I just think yeah, it's his understanding of how how to take in information from other players. Like I think yeah, we call has to do with leadership. One hundred percent. I wouldn't want me, him leading my team. He could be my center, but I wouldn't want him leading my team. For me, it's just the the whole not having a true identity. Like he didn't have to be necessarily become a, a tough guy in a sense, right? Because I, I don't think, so many times. I, I mean, that's that was a bad look. We know that, but <laughs> again, I'm just talking about this this whole thing where you can have a tough mentality but not be a tough guy, right? Point, like man. Tim Duncan had a a tough mentality, but he never was a guy that you seen like having to you know defend his manhood or anything like that. Yeah. He just Me played the game and, right and all of that. Yeah, he, yeah like he just that. he just played the game. And I just think Cat could have did that too. Like you don't have to be something that, quote unquote, that it's not the same to me. Like it's not the same as just being more dedicated to your craft or just having that focus and that edge. It's, it, you don't have to be a tough guy. So that's my whole thing. Like I just wish he would find out who he really is and just play basketball because he does have talent. Like and he could be a very, very crucial key to what this this team is trying to do next year like mm -hmm. i mean this year like he could be very well, he's gonna have to, to accept his role and what they're what what the upcoming season bring because you got rudy there now who's going to be the focal point on defense and then you got car anthony towns that's taking over the, the leader of the team or being that front guy on the team so that's just for him and d'angelo russell too because i know d'angelo russell wants to see himself still as a top point guard but it's coming coming to that time where the the wolves and now or never to me like even with Rudy being there it's it's the next two maybe three years I would give him or never he not never saying never in the NBA but on that team yes I'm talking about in the league I, I mean I'm just saying even at, at on that team he still could be considered one of the best point guards in the league he just has to play his role like oh, okay. in his role is to be kind of a facilitator and, mm -hmm. and a guy that can get sixteen to seventeen points if need be that's a pretty easy role in my estimation like not to say that it's easy easy but i'm just saying for for a guy of his caliber like i think that should be a very easy role from the slide to hey po post this you see what around the nba just said po post that he said he said everything i was just just thinking damn i can't even see the chats he said he doesn't have an identity he's a good shooter but he doesn't create his own shot like that He's not as good as LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge would be a much better three-point shooter in today's era. The LaMarcus Aldridge thing, maybe, maybe not. But the thing about Cat not having a fuck-like personality, like he really don't have a basketball identity. Yes, he's supposed to be the best big man three-point shooter ever. But like, do you really so, trust him like that? Do it, you it really sounds, trust his shooting like that? It sounds like everybody's talking about that's like inner issues, right? Um, no, but yeah, I could even take away the 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 mental, like the intangible. You're talking about just a, as a basketball player, who is just as a just as a basketball player. Like, yes, you're you're statistically this three point this epic three point shooter, but like he's not really knocked down like that. Not to me. 
Yeah, GK, like we not, understand like he got skill, but what does his skill translate to? Exactly. Like, does K? I'm a. <laughs> It's not quote, in here for me. It's what he shows on the court. It's like, yeah, you yeah. could go out there and, ha- and get halfway quote Gilbert Arenas. Like, does right, Cat yeah, actually understand basketball? You're supposed to be. Thank you. That's who Gilbert should have been talking about. A guy like that. Like, like does Cat understand basketball thing. and how to win? <clears throat> but it, no, in terms he doesn't of know how to understand set, how to win. Jimmy tried say? to show him that, but he doesn't. Under, he doesn't get it. Where Where would you say his weaknesses are in in just in terms of his skill sets? He doesn't generate a he he doesn't generate a lot of rim pressure. He's and he's not good in the post. Okay. And and as far as his shooting goes, like yes, he's a he's a really good shooter, but it's not. Wait, but but is he actually not good in the post, or does he just not go in the post? It's, it's, no, he's one, in the post. it's one and the same. If you don't do it, it's one like, and the it's, same. It's, right? Yeah, it's like no, like he because could be the I best. Remember what they were he could be the about. best post player in the world, but if you ain't never down there, then it don't even good. matter. I, I believe it was when he was in co- either in college or one of his first co- – like, I think it was while he was still in college. And they were talking about, like, he can score in the post, but, like, he's not ever getting into the post and, like, calling for the ball. Like, give it to me in the post. Like, he just doesn't do it. It's, it's the same and that, thing. And, that, and it all comes back to that, like, mentality thing. But and even watching – yeah, but even watching, it's like yes, he could feast on somebody who can't, who just can't keep up with him physically. Mm. But and I'm not even saying compared to the best defensive centers. I'm just saying in general, like you're not particularly good in the post. Yeah, you're a good shooter, but you like now I'm thinking of like down, yeah, now I'm thinking of like clutch time situations, and I don't mean like the very last shot. I'm just mean like it's quarter. a close, it's a close game. Yeah, it's a close game. It's six minutes left. Now we really depending on you and what your skill set is and what, like, and I, I hate to do this because he most people say you're the best player in the world, but like Giannis, Giannis fully understands I do one thing better than anybody else in the world. I drive to the basket and destroy everybody. Whether or not he make the shot, whether or not he draw a foul, whether or not he dish or whatever, Giannis know like this is my automatic thing I can go to and it's going to generate something. Cat don't got that. I would say they're they're kind of like opposite, it's like yeah, <laughs> like one, one is a one is a lot of skill with, and the mentality is just like dog. Right? Like Giannis is just like I'm gonna kill, and like it's not even that he's that has that advanced of like skills and talent per se, like with the basketball, it's more of just like he's very physically talented and he's. His mentality is like he understands how to win. He understands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is make Gilbert Arenas feel so like sound even stupider, but like he just knows how to play basketball. Like, hey, now this is an important moment in the basketball game. The thing that I do really well, I need to do this thing really well. And mm-hmm. boom. Like he legit just did that. And I don't know if y'all seen the um any of the highlights or been keeping up was uh they playing in Europe, the Eurobasket tournament, but he Giannis just did that. The last game that was yesterday, he but had it's like. Not only six. that, but it's like, no, I'm give me the ball. I'm going to do this. Get out of my way. Like yeah. this is what's about to happen. <laughs> it's like not. But even with that, you need. He with, even have but, to think about it. Yeah, and also with that, you need to have something offensively that you can be like, okay, because you can't just get the ball and then like be mediocre. You got to have something you can rely on above everything else. 
would it be he just just like his footwork and his physicality i can you can rely on that to a certain right. extent with Jokic, we know his skill set his passing he can't shoot boom you can rely on that with Giannis, he head down it's the biggest freight train in the world you can rely on that with cat it's like you could shoot but you ain't like I don't, you don't really be you're knocking down close shots Curry. like that. It's simple. It's yeah. like you're not Steph Curry, bro. You're, you can shoot, you're, but you're it ain't not. enough to be like. But oh, he's not even Dirk. He's, he's not. definitely not Dirk. Statistically, he is, but we know he ain't Dirk. No, but it, right. But like, <laughs> like when it comes down to, and it'd be like, all right, we know, like we already know, like Dirk, we're gonna give you the ball, and we know you're gonna shoot it, and probably gonna make it, and then we're probably gonna win, and when Cat is just not like. <laughs> Yeah, like so. Even with the even with the mental mental limitations he have, just straight up basketball wise, it's still like you still ain't quite developed enough to even if we say even if I dropped if I gave you Giannis's drive and Giannis's fucking fearlessness, that's that's only gonna take you so far because you don't got the one you don't got one of those things that the other great big men in the league, the great offensive big men in the league, can rely on. You just say, all right, it's time to push this button. Boom. Like with Cat, it's like you big, you athletic, but you know you ain't Giannis or Embiid or you know what I'm saying your skill level really ain't like a Jokic or your passing ain't like a, or like you just ain't quite that. You ain't quite none of that. Like you just like, and that's and that's dominant, and that's why he's you, not a dominant player. It's something. Yeah, and th- and that's why you average twenty three instead of twenty eight or twenty nine, like the great big man in the league is doing right I, now. I wish you like, could that's just, where I, that separation is. I wish you could just include like, I feel like all the great fours and well, not all of them, but like a lot of great fours and fives, they figure out a way to get their elbow jump shot, and like, like whether it's like Dirk's fadeaway or like Amari had one, Garnett, like. They all had like like in the elbow area consistent like we can count on you to get this elbow jumper, and like I like I don't even see that from him either. So I don't think they're taught that, to get elbow and, jumpers and, anymore. I think that's and that like, right there from AAU like when they when they're growing up playing ball. If you teach them fundamentals of having a go to move, of having a a fadeaway, a turnaround, like then they will keep that in their mind. I don't think Carthony Towns he either went through it and didn't like doing it. Or went through it and got to the league. Was like, I don't need to do that shit no more. I can just shoot threes. Like, or he's never mm-hmm. had that experience of going through it, of going through. Oh, of a teacher telling him you need to have a go-to move. Put your back to the basket. Show me what you got. You know, these are the things you can do. Like, get in the gym. Work with uh, um, Elijah Wan. Like, other big men have done it. Like, even players that wasn't big men have gotten the league with other players just to hone some of their moves. You know, like he's got to do that if he wants to take his game to the next level. He doesn't have much longer. Like, Cat doesn't have much longer. And a window of opportunity to be relevant on his team enough to to be a focal point of why they win a championship. Because Rudy's there now on defense. Cat um, Edwards is taking over. Like, what's going to happen to him in another two years? Like, is he still going to be there, or are they going to try to ship him out and move him further? Because he's the next piece to go. Him and D'Angelo is how I see it. Unless they're going to keep that I core agree. together, and I don't see I don't see them keeping that core together for much longer. I think you could build around Rudy. He's a defensive guy. You can put some offensive pieces around him. You just got to do it the right way for it to work. But they're gonna build guard. around Ant. They're not gonna. Build yeah, right. Well, I'm saying you. Well, you're right. You build around Ant, and then you have Rudy too. So you get them pieces in between to, to fill in the, the what they need. And I think that team is better than having Cat on it in in two to three years. I'm not seeing right now. I I wouldn't see nothing wrong with that because if Cat can somewhat remain. <laughs> statistically good in the next three years, but they don't win, 
then that makes him very likely to be a trade piece. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A good one too, because he, he might could help some other team and that's going to be a reality check. Of course, you know, if your team gets rid of you and you go to somebody else's team, unless he goes to OKC and he's possibly still think he's the best player on this team. But I don't know, man. Like I think his time, that time is coming going for him. When he was in the conversation of Embiid with Embiid, then now it's his time to to get there. But he's never lived up to being next to Embiid. Jokic came all the way from the bottom to to the top to surpass both of them. Not in my eyes, but you know I got Embiid over Jokic. So not gonna get there. <laughs> but um, you know he surpassed Cat. Jokic came up in either which way you look at it, whether he's first, second. He surpassed Cat, and I don't understand how Embiid can still be as relevant as he is with the injuries he has suffered, and Cat be playing in games and not be his name not being that mix anymore. Now, when we're talking about the best big men in the league, there's players people will put in front of him. Aiton is one of them. Like, I don't think people consistently put Aiton in front of Cat. Yeah, I can't. I can't quite say that. I, I don't think know that's, if Aiton's better. I think that's I just a, better than Cat. I think the one you know, player that people him, definitely put 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 above Bam. him is his new teammate. I think people put Rudy over Bam. him. Bam, I don't know if you can say Bam, Bam to a certain Bam. degree. Bam I'll, to I'll a certain Bam degree. Over Me too. I, I I'm just saying, like I don't think it's overwhelming. Just like I think no, I think yeah. Rudy was more the guy that people really definitely kind of put over Cat. Like, but how you get Rudy, Rudy? If I'm Cat, like, how is Rudy above me and he only plays defense? That will kill me inside. His like, impact matters. That will kill – I'm just telling you as a basketball oh, player, yeah. that will kill yeah. me inside. As Cat, yeah, it should hurt him. But it should just I mean, be, that, like, it's the same thing. Like, you should just think – it, it, It's no, because baby. Utah – I mean, Rudy Gobert provided Utah with an identity. For many mm-hmm. years, and something Cat hasn't done, like he has not gave his team an identity. It'll be fucked up, and that's mostly because, like we're saying, him. he does not have an identity as a basketball player right now. One hundred percent, I agree. I agree. Well, you know how most players is though. Most players just gonna be like, "Oh, they don't know what they're talking about." He can't right. fuck with me. Just I right. <laughs> dunk on that little motherfucker. Yeah, I'm talking about that's how Cat will feel about Rudy. Like if he if he looked at a list and Rudy was over, like, they don't know what they're talking about. He can't fuck with me. I'll give I'll give Cat some respect. I'll give Cat some respect. If Rudy's in the paint, got to dunk it. Rudy swatting that shit six seven times out of ten. He, but he should feel that way though. Like that's that should be the healthy players mentality, man. Really, said, like ain't nobody fucking me, blah blah blah. But yeah. we all no, we all know what's up. Everybody should feel like that. But let's uh talk about other players and they should feel like nobody can fuck with them. Steph Curry came out and he said that you know they they looked into the Durant trade. They were open to you know you know getting Durant back on the team. Do you think that is because of who Durant is or it just makes the job easier for Curry? It just makes the team better. Like it's just I don't think it's necessarily Steph relying. I don't think it's I don't think it's about either of them specifically. I think it's about we know what they are together. We still like damn near got our same core from that time. Everybody a little older, a little more banged up, but shit, we was a little older and a little more banged up this year and we seen what happened. So it just, yeah, it just, it just makes sense. Like, even if, 
like I said this once before, no matter what, every team in the league, when that shit came out, KD requests a trade. If you the GM, even if you know realistically that shit ain't gonna happen, you gotta make a call. You got to. You got to. You got to. Well, you, you a bad GM. Kyrie's saying it's realistic. He said they looked into it. They, tell you they had a conversation about it, and he was open to having KD back. Yeah. Step smart. Why Step wouldn't the best, he? The why best superstar team in the world. <laughs> why, why wouldn't he? Like, yeah. like, one, two rings with him. It was – they they're good friends, too. Like, he said it. He loved Kevin Durant. Like, he, he fucked with him. I think Mel got I a understand point. it. I think Mel got yeah. a point. He said he think they had unfinished business. They they were upset that they lost to Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> that could be part of it. But it's just the reality is, like Steph said, no disrespect to his teammates, but it would be, like, laughable if they didn't even think about it. Like, for real. Like, they have to think about it. It's Kevin Durant. I think yeah. it just makes it easier. Because it's like... I knew he was going there, right? That's why I asked the question. The way, the way I look at it is, like... Think of like a pitcher, like our oldest Chapman. He mainly just has a fastball, right? So like, the Warriors shown that like, that's all they really need. Like they can just beat win with a fastball. But now like, adding Durant, just adding like a curveball, a changeup. Like now it's just easier because you have more pitches and you, you can win that way too. And it's be a little bit easier than just trying to, you know, do it without him. Yeah, and it's not um, conceptual. It's not hypothetical. We synced it. Right, right. That's we see already. We right. like we see it. We see right. how fucking on even if you didn't like that period of time, like mm-hmm. on a basketball level, we seen how fucking glorious it was I when they was in the court together. Like it was beautiful. It just we see it. You don't got to theorize a fit or nothing like that. Like we see it. It was perfect. It yeah. just no, makes it them. It makes them more like um like their Swiss Army knife because. Because then, if you even if you game plan or whatever, or figure out a way to get some kind of stops or do this or like, like it just opens up the options for how many different more ways they can play, how many different more ways they can score. Like, they can just do so many more different things and be able to make so many more adjustments by having. Yeah, but I, I do think the age this time around will play a little bit more of a factor because when they added Kevin Durant, they still had a, a strong bench. You know what I mean? The thing about it, they're going to trade a lot of those guys that, that helped them win the title this year to get Kevin Durant. So I don't know if that um, – I know it's going to kind of hurt them, but I do think just having Steph and KD and Clay is just more than enough to still get you to the promised land. So – I just still I mean, think their job already... is going to be a little tougher, though. Still, but they can still get are, it done. Wouldn't you say that that like even then and that like they've kind of always been top heavy though, and always you know, so. Yeah, but they still had an eight man rotation. That's what made them just just you just knew like once they added Kevin Durant, you just knew it was nothing nobody can truly do. Mm. And it was just younger. That was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's five, that's five, five years, years ago. ago. That's a lot of, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They was way fresher, all of them. Yeah, so now they they five years older. That's a lot of time. We just seen Clay miss two whole years. Stephen missed a, a season and a half in that span of time. Mm-hmm. Draymond just missed half a season. They not for the especially for the core. Like, yeah, Jordan Poole pretty reliable. And then it just depends, not Jordan Poole. Um, well, he is, but. Um, Kavon Looney pretty reliable, but 
Yeah, then you got then you got the bench, and it's like, and the Warriors is the one franchise I would trust to be like, man, they'll figure that bench shit out because they always have. Like, they'll just figure it out. Their scouting and talent evaluation has been so good. Yeah. So even if they don't have much room left money wise, like they're still gonna find like the right fit somehow, some way. I agree with that. Yeah, and their culture, empowering everybody around them, like. That shit just worked. And I believe I in that. You got to. Like, 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 let's say you get somebody who's not supposed to be there, but like their best, like all they can do is catch and shoots or something. And for some reason, they can just be like, hey, like, you're an amazing catch and shooter. We're going to. Wiggins. We're going to give you catch and shoot, whatever. Wiggins, like, was, Wiggins was a pretty much a lost cause. Like, what the fuck? He don't exactly. Really, like, like yo, you can play like, D and you can bring a lot of energy and, and athleticism. Like, that's what we want you to do, and it's gonna show. And like, you're gonna shine because that's what we're gonna have you do. And like, like you said, it's empowering them. And then, then they get that confidence. And then, you know, like, it brings the best out of them, even probably more than what like their potential is supposed to be at that point. I mean, unless you're literally Kevin Durant, right? Like, you're not gonna come to this offense and 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 do anything other than play alongside what Steph Curry do. You don't do what Steph do better than him. So you're not going to be featured on this offense. Like, you're going to be a part of it. So, I mean, you just got to accept your role on this team because it's based off of what Steph does. Like, at the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. everything is based off what he does. And either you can play with it and adjust. That's why I say when Wiggins went there, I knew he was going to succeed because he came there and knowing, like, I'm not the man of this team at all. Like, in, in the Timberwolves, like, he – it was times where we thought he was going to be the future over Cat. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, because that's just the way it was looking. Like, when you come to Golden State, you already understand, like, all I got to do is play my role. That's it. And it especially it was perfect. I just got to play quality basketball. Because they probably look that's around it. and be like, all right, well, like, what type of seasoning could I add to this? Right. And it's like, all right, we need somebody with that's gonna bring some energy and then somebody's that's gonna be able to play some lockdown D and and like this and that. Like and then he's like, All right, let me just do that. And that's what he did, and then it worked. So like he just really was I feel like Sean Marsh probably definitely wanted Jordan Poole, depending on oh, how yeah. far they talk how far they talk Man, to him. You know they, they wanted Poole and Wiggins if they was gonna pull it. They was gonna gut him. They was gonna get everything they could, but no, I, think they, the I mean, would have pulled the trigger. I, I don't know if they would have gutted them, but I think they would have got. They would have gutted them because they was trying they to gut everybody. Had, sure, nah, <laughs> because if they could have got it closer to where, where, what would they have been able to do? Like GP left, Otis left, uh, Porter left. They could have tied those two into it. That's not give me them too, and give me yeah. Poole and Wiggins too. No, yeah, no. give me all of them because no. I want, yeah. I want them all. No, because then they got to get the picks, and that's what Brooklyn was looking for. They wanted picks. They wanted yeah, a lot of picks. With it. They wanted the world. Yeah, they wanted everything. <laughs> now we saw yeah. some of the trade reports of what they was offered. They, they didn't. They, they were blowing smoke out of a fucking pipe that had powder in it. I don't know. Bro, they, they, they told Phoenix. We That's why KD Booker. stayed because they were like, we ain't doing they told shit. Phoenix they want Devin Booker, man. They want pool and with Yeah, yeah. Me. They told they tried to tell Boston they wanted Brown and look how far they got. Yeah, but certain teams just not going to do it. That's, just like that's Devin, called they blowing not, smoke. The sun's not that's called do. blowing smoke. 
That was that's serious. That's what the Mets smoke. were doing. Wait, they who they did, were why, smoke. why you said they was blowing smoke? Because they wasn't doing shit. That's why. And I said that what from you, the get. They, they ain't mean? trading they KD nowhere. You don't think they really meant what they was asking for? No, they for. wasn't trading the KD nowhere. I don't care if they meant what they were asking for. They wasn't trading him nowhere. I don't care what package they got. I don't Which think they were ever about? going to trade him. Are you talking about Brooklyn or the Nets? Shooters? I don't think they were ever going to trade KD. Oh, you're talking they about were trying to trade him. No, nah, I think that, what I they think wanted that was for. to please him for the second so they could gain his ear like they eventually did and make him stay. He seen what it was. No, they, they showed him what it was. He didn't see it. They showed listen, him. Because if he seen what it was, well, if he seen what it was, right, he would have came back when they had the, th- the second or third meeting, right, when he had the meeting with them that went public and he was like, oh, it's either me or those two. He would have went back like, all right, I see the moves you made. Let's move forward. He didn't do that. He didn't do it. They no. had to resell him on being there. They had to resell him I on know. staying. And I'm, I I'm that, telling I, you, I, I he seen what, what the market was. He seen that shit wasn't going his way. Like, nobody's finna give up their best player for a 34-year-old Kevin and Durant. I, the Nets were holding out. Why didn't the Nets pull the trigger earlier? Why, did, why wasn't they getting the, best, the first best deal that they could get? Because them niggas was... The, it was probably not why, a, it wasn't enough. It's not because a good deal. Not take anything. Yeah. Blowing smoke. And Rudy yeah. Gobert fucked it up. Yeah. yeah. They seen what Rudy Gobert was worth to the league. They like, it, fuck that. that we that know we got deal Kevin Durant. We finna run it up then. Yeah, you said that what? Like, similar you can't to Rudy take Gobert? less for Durant than they took nah. for Gobert. <laughs> but it depends on what you look at as less. Just va- to- value. Less like, assets. Right. Less total assets. But okay, so you're looking at all right. If he, they got seven assets and the Nets got the five, but they got yeah, a star player back, and then they got three first round top ten protected picks. Like, right? How much? If I'm right, thinking like if if I'm thinking like the Nets, if if what if what I got for KD is comparable to what they what um Utah got for Rudy, I lost. Mm-hmm. If I'm thinking like that, I'm not thinking like that. If I'm thinking, yeah, but you also got to take Danny Ainge into consideration, bro. No, I don't. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Danny Ainge is. Yeah, you, you, the the market is set. If Rudy Gobert is the 25th best player, you think any other team got that for Rudy? If Rudy was on any other team, you think they got that for Rudy? Yeah, I don't see why not. If they want him, if I mean, all of that is based on like if you really want the guy. So like Rudy right. Gobert, is, he I got a, you know what I'm saying? Quick, His reputation is kind of such. It just such. leads me back to Minnesota. Like, do they really want to pay a car to Rudy, or do they just want Rudy? I don't, I don't think they can go wrong. I don't think Rudy going. No, I, I think they're going to be good. This play, I think not the playoffs. The regular season, they'll they'll figure it out and be good. They'll have a winning record. But I just don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm lost in it. Like I just I I do think the Nets were blowing smoke. Though. They they were just trying to. Listen to KD until they figure out the way to make him stay. I'm not trading a guy like that. I'm sorry. What did they figure out? What, what's, really their, what's their it, best you, option? Why do you would, really think you in that meeting? KD, you can say KD saw his market, but what was different about KD's market from the time before, the week before he went to the management and the week after he went to management telling them he had to get rid of Steve National? There was no difference in, in the market. So if he's seen that in the market and he saw what his value was, he would have been made the decision to stay. He didn't. He still wanted out when he seen the market wasn't going the Nets' way. The net market didn't go the well, Nets' he, way for almost a whole month. He, he don't do the negotiating, so it don't yeah, matter. But he, still, he still knows. He still knows who's being offered because they're talking to his agent. 
they're still relaying information to Katie's agent. I'm not, they're not just going into deals like, all right, yeah, no. If they're getting serious about a deal, they think they can make a deal happen. They're talking to his agent about it. So he knows what's moving. He knows what's not moving. He knows what teams are interested. But what they, teams are not uh, interested. You also got other people on other teams that are just called the agent and let the agent know what's up without even having to go through the nets. So yeah, KD knows what his market was. Boop said that loud and clear. I understand that. But he knew what it was from the second week, the third week, the fourth week, the fifth week, to the sixth week. Why did he wait to that seventh week to buy? All right, I'm going to sit. Because they told him, like, hey, this is how much we value you. Nobody's biting. I'm but not said, like I, I'm not taking the. What I'm saying is, KD seen that shit already. He's seen right. it already. The market I, is right. no. That, the only so the only the only way what you're saying makes sense is if you think he really like if you think that the last conversation they had really truly convinced them in his soul like you know what Brooklyn is. I'm asking team. you what it was. I don't think no. I don't I think it is. Team, if I adamantly went off a team, right, and we say this about Aiden, oh, we don't know if Aiden's going to play because he wants off the team. He doesn't want to be there, and I disagree I with that. Play. And I know Aiden's going to play, just like I know yeah. KD's going to play, and that's what I thought from the start. KD would be in a net uniform, and he's going to play. He's going to show up. If he was then like, oh, he's going to retire. He's going to do this. If they like, I think all that shit was just blowing smoke. Like a lot of reports that came out in this KD trade, them shit wasn't true. A lot of them wasn't true. Well, they just reports, so we right. So we don't know what what they was really offered for KD and what they really wasn't offered for KD. Right. We know what Rudy went for. We no, know what we know what, went for. We can assume. Can no, yeah, we can assume what they wanted based off. Yeah, you can assume. no, based off a plethora of reports. Like if we keep mm -hmm. saying, "Oh, from Boston they wanted all of this shit, and from this team they wanted all of this well, shit," that and, and we get that from six different teams, we can. Maybe but all of it's not true, but, you can but we can ascertain that hey, the Nets won't. Like, no, we can. We can ascertain without the report. Twenty acres. We can ascertain without the reports that when KD asked for a trade, the Nets wanted a boatload of shit for him. Yeah. We got. We can ascertain that before Rudy even Rudy even got traded. Right, but that's what they I'm saying. From they wasn't finna do it. Like, like they wasn't. They what you're what saying is true. What you're trying to say is that the Nets ultimately wasn't trying to sell the uh. I mean, let go of Kevin Durant. What I'm thinking is that they just didn't get the offer that they're truly looking for, because that's just the reality that I, I don't I don't think they so, they Troy, went into is this what you're thing. Saying is if some team offered them too much, they still would have said no. No, I think they take it because then they have no. If they could have got Devin Booker, they take that deal. Right. They could have got Brown. I understand that. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying what is, what I'm saying is, is I don't think the Nets wanted to pull the trigger on any KD deal. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they wanted to. I you think they wanted him there. That's what I just you said. You just contradicted yourself. No, I'm saying me. I'm saying yes. I. That's what you guys are saying. Yes, they pull the trigger. If they could, the two two things could be true at once. Yes, they would pull the trigger, but it doesn't mean they want to pull the trigger. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, I don't think okay, they okay, want okay, to pull okay. the trigger on trading KD away. I think they want him there. That's why I they gave him a four year contract you. to stay there and help them win a championship. And I think ultimately the end goal for them was to figure out a way to make him stay in the market. Of it going the way it went, helped them to keep now. him there. That's all. Yeah, they got they got lucky. Danny Ainge kept KD in, in Brooklyn. Danny Ainge did Danny Ainge things. I'm not gonna lie, he was, <laughs> yeah. he was on. Brooklyn That's what for I'm gonna say. Yeah, Danny Ainge kept KD time, in Brooklyn because if that know, don't happen, his I ass is out of there. What Danny Ainge does, uh, <clears throat> I understand what you're saying. I know. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just you're trying to say like Danny Ainge had a bigger hand in manipulating the situation. Then you can the public is let on yeah. to believe. In inadvertently, I ain't saying I ain't saying it's no backdoor. I'm just saying in it like once the Rudy 
They got five players and four picks. Like, but one thing for, I will give for a top twenty-five player, and KD is still either five or six. Danny Ainge is a great, <laughs> great, great negotiator like, when it comes crazy. to trading pieces. Because look what he did for Boston. Got all those damn picks and set us up for years to come. That was Danny Ainge. That was Danny who did that. So Danny just doing the same thing he did with Boston over in Utah. That's why I said I don't think like to me. That's just Danny doing Danny things. He's just gonna sucker somebody into to wrapping it up, and and that's what Danny did. He wrapped uh, it up. Maxim, he maximized if he finds out like the Timberwolves clearly really think Rudy Gobert is going to make them a championship contender team, and they went all in. They feel like they have the the time is now for them. They have the core, the young core. I think he was like sometimes the market game. sets himself up, sets itself up, and 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 the chips fall where they fall for certain players. percent. The same thing with Donovan. He he had two players, disgruntled players on his organization. He got rid of both. Kind of figured that they just didn't want to be there no more. Wait. So then I have a question. So is it a failure, or or do you think Utah won the trade then? Well, that's yet to yeah. be seen. Yeah, and I think I think no, it's I'm, more. That's more in the long okay, term, then, depending on what they so do. With no, the I, I think I think they. I mean, I think they got. I'm gonna say yeah because they got they exactly got the what value. they wanted. Yeah, they already know for both. Yeah, for Spider and for Gobert, they already know we blowing this shit up. We about to go on the rebuild. I want a hundred thousand picks. I want a whole bunch of decent, tradable got tradable like dudes on my roster, and that's exactly what they got. I guess hypothetically they both could win the trade, but do you think that will – can you say that it was bad for the Timberwolves to do if the Timberwolves do not win a championship with Rudy Gobert? Or or no? Like, could you say that it's still think a good it's bad. thing to do even if they don't win a championship? I don't think it's bad because, one, it, it automatically makes you a better team. It, might, it don't make you a championship team, but – I don't think like Rudy hurt you at all, but it automatically make you a better team. And too, like you gotta remember, it's Minnesota. It's a small market. You don't got like it's only a certain caliber of player that you even gonna have access to, or be able like be in the talks to try to get. Like so, it, it's only so far you can. You know what I'm saying? Extend your reach. I can say the same thing about Cleveland with Spider. Like it's only Cleveland like hit the jackpot of the goddamn century by LeBron being born in Akron. You know what I'm saying? Outside of that, like them small markets, it's only going to be a certain caliber of player you're going to have access to. Definitely a free agency. Like, they're not even picking up the phone. And then when trades pop off and shit like that, you got to try to get in where you fit in. And sometimes, like, you're going to overpay. And depending on, at, at that point, you really like looking at your franchise guys like, hey, man, you going to hoop or no? Well, that's what I was going to ask then, too. People said, is- remember, people, people said the exact same thing. When Milwaukee got Drew Holiday, they paid wait all them draft picks, all them. You muted Troy. We can't. I can't hear you. I don't know if you can. Come about Danny Ainge. I'm uh, talking about Danny Ainge. He's done that in Boston and it worked out. He's doing. He's repeating his success in Boston. What success he had there, and he's doing that in Utah. He stripped the team. It's bare now. He gets to work on his draft picks, building through the draft. And I think he. I think I'm not. I, I think Danny Ainge is going to do a good job. I know it was his time to get out of Boston. He did what he could do there. There was no more he can do. We hit a stalemate with him. Now he's somewhere else where he has the opportunity to do it again. So, and I think he is going to do it again. 
And then it's interesting for me because if, if you can definitively be confident that if you're like, okay, if we get this guy with what we have right now, then at that point, really no price is too much to pay, I feel like. Um, because then if you wind up getting a championship, then it's like, or, or let's say like you could see into the future and know that like if you acquire this person, it's you guys are gonna win, right? Then at that point, you gotta, you basically don't yeah. like give them every like anything yeah, they want. Whatever, whatever you mortgage for a championship is worth it. Whatever right, right? it is, you can yeah. trade away twenty first round picks if you get right. a championship, like is worth it. Like if that's you the just, cost, then okay. Yeah, and again, especially if you a small market, we just seen this with Milwaukee when they put, did that Drew Holiday deal. That's the only reception I seen was they uh, gave away all them picks for Drew Holiday, all them picks, Drew, all them picks, championship. Not saying that Drew Holiday was the only catalyst for it, but when you a small market, them the type of trades you got to like, you gonna overpay. That's what that's I'm saying. Oh like, yeah, definitely in a small market. <laughs> yeah, that's like the cost of being rewind, in a small market. If you could rewind, and they were like, "Well, we want one more pick on top of that," I'd be like, "Okay, go ahead," yeah. because I already know that getting Drew's gonna give us the chip. <laughs> exactly. So whatever I mortgage is worth it. Every whatever right. I got to do is worth it. Right. Because this gonna be the shit. We won one fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally, right. literally okay, fifty so, years so ago. I have another question for you then. So like, but let's say by giving up all that, right? And let's say you get one as soon as you get the player. Like within the first two years of getting that player, you get one. But then the team that got to your other end of the deal, let's say it takes them four or five more years. But then, like, let's say they get two or or three, or, or let's just say two, I guess. Then would you regret it or? No, I'm more, if, if, like, I can only see so much in my crystal ball. If I get a championship, I got a championship. Okay. I can't be like, oh, well, I got one and they got two. Like, if I get one and they got two, the most important thing to me is I got one. Mm. Because in my, because in my, I wouldn't, in my current situation, I probably wouldn't have got the one. And if I believed I would have got the one, I wouldn't be trading with them motherfuckers. Mm. So if if it do happen like that, that's like the Lakers and the Pelicans right now. If the Pelicans somehow won two straight won two straight titles, mm. I wouldn't Genie Genie and Rob should wouldn't be regret like, oh, man the AD trade. Yeah, I wouldn't regret it. I, I got a championship as soon as I got like I got another championship. That was my goal. They got two. It might fuck with me a little bit because damn, they did get two. But at the end of the day, I got my one. Like that's what I did it for. Not to only get one, but to get another trophy, like, it's not easy. And it's funny because I was talking about somebody, I know we're, we're on basketball right now, but the similar situation with Goff, like, what what if Goff ends up ending his career with two or three Super Bowls, but the Rams never get one again with Stafford? Then would they go back and undo it? Because he, cause he, didn't, he didn't win with us. He won somewhere else. Mm. So I can't, like... I can't judge the 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 success of that other team that had a player that I had because we two different teams. No, I'm with two you. Different. I think like yeah. getting the one you got. It. Yeah, whatever I mortgage, that, mm. that's that's whatever. And that's- then even at this point, like I can't even say, oh, especially if you were small. I mean, especially if you were small market. But even like the bigger market teams, most of them is like so fuck like fucked up management wise that like. They lightweight in the. They kind of putting themselves in this, the same boat by just being dysfunctional. Like if I was a free agent, I'm not really looking at the Lakers like, oh hell yeah, I'm about to go there because 
y'all shit is like a mess right now. The right, Knicks have been a fucking know, a desert for a thousand years. The like I say the right, Clippers, because, the Warriors. The and, Heat, and however many years from now, they're, they're gonna probably stink, stink for several years. Yeah. Like it like probably in four four years the Lakers are gonna stink, right? Like <laughs> they stink now already. <laughs> They project like they really saying, stink right now, get, and they projected and better. they projected to stink again three years after this, three seasons after they won a championship, and now they, most people projecting them to be maybe a play-in team or something like that. So it, it, it so you don't think they one of the best eight teams in the in the, in the West right now? No, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, no. Um, all right, you know, because uh, <laughs> my my the the state like it's a, already a, a, a mediocre roster, and then the guys I'm counting on to carry it, they health is so in question that plus the I I don't even gonna say the West like the league in general is just stacked like the nine if I I would put I would say the late in my in, if I just said power ranking wise I would say the Lakers would be like ninth, and all all them eight teams above them. Is all like if if I ain't even talking about a championship, just saying like regular season, all eight of them could realistically finish like over the Lakers, even if Brian and AD is healthy for no. seventy games. Like all them teams, I think just got better rosters straight up. You think Memphis is better than the Lakers right now? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I, I think it's just a. I, not the top, but just looking at the whole thing, like yeah, the roster is better. They they got a more established coach and culture, and they just got a different type of chemistry. Warriors, one missing. I say the the Clippers, the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Mavs, the Grizzlies. That's five. Um, Phoenix. Phoenix, the Pelicans, and the Timberwolves. That's eight. And I'll have the Lakers right there at nine. Now again, of course, that's like that's like perfect world because of course one injury to any of them, like in the shit. So if they off. don't make the playoffs, then it's not really in your eyes clearly a, a letdown in the sense. No, not really. Hmm. And let it, it would be more dis. Only way I would be like, oh, it was disappointing. Or it was not, if like, if the path there somehow opened up for them through injury. So like, if knock, I don't even gonna say no specific names, but if a few of them teams, if they top guys went down for a year, or or they top guys only played twenty games or something, and it's like, oh, they was gonna be one of the three or four best teams. Now they probably won't even make the playoffs. Like an avenue like that opening up, then it would be like, okay, the Lakers need to take advantage of this, but. We know everybody ain't gonna be healthy because everybody ain't healthy in no season. But just if it did, if the stars did align and every team stayed relatively healthy, yeah, I don't. And I do think they'll still make the playoffs just because I think they'll make the play in, and it depends on who they draw. But like, in in one play, that's the thing about the play in. This is only one game. In one play in game, like I could just see Bond just doing the shit for one game just to get in the playoffs. Like, if they did match up against Minnesota, 
or New Orleans or Memphis or even Phoenix. Yeah, but so, so where you're at right now is like you don't think it's a big deal if the Lakers miss the playoffs because you don't think that they're supposed to make it anyway. Is that so like when I talk power rankings, I just mean like likelihood of winning the championship. Fuck okay. <laughs> fuck, like for real, like fuck seeding, fuck did you win 50 wins or how many? Just likelihood of I will put the Lakers nine. And I think if I was just thinking like regular season seeding, just how many games they're gonna win, they will probably still be around in that area. Yeah, but that's but that's I do think, but so I like, but like I think having the but I but the play in exists, so I gotta like think about that. And when mm-hmm. I think about that, and I'm like Lakers Timberwolves one game to get in the playoffs, I'm going with the Lakers. I know that to me, I think the Wolves are a better. If it's a seven game series, I will probably lean the other way, just because I think the right. Wolves are just. A better, like a deeper team, a better team. Morco, he's like everything. But if it's one game just to get in the play, play in, I mean, get in the playoffs. But that's and, what I mean. So, like, if the Lakers make the second round, you think that they like are outperforming their expectations? Hell yeah! Hell something, yeah. something didn't happen. Something didn't happen. Either they either either Russ clicked, or they pulled off the Russ trade, or. Somebody they recently acquired just pop like Juan Toscano Anderson just become like a six man of the year candidate or something, or so like Dar- or Darvin Ham is just like like um coach of the year yeah like Boston I can't think of uh, Edoka yeah Darvin Ham just become Edoka and it's just like wow he got these motherfuckers motivated and everything but yeah they're making the second round is like you got to think about who they would they would have to be top if they would if have they, to. Yeah, like even if, and if they made it from the play in, that would mean they would have had to beat some combination of New Orleans, Minnesota, Memphis, think so Dallas, the, whatever, if, if you, and won another benefit, series. If you give them the benefit of the doubt as far as injuries are concerned, right? Like, even if they were healthy last year, I would say just in year two of them just being together, like, what you would expect them to be better, right? Like, as a team. Like I, I would expect not necessarily to be better. I would expect the Lakers in general to be better. Like I don't think it, 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 that's a case by case thing. But I don't generally <laughs> say like, oh, it's another year, so they should be better because like it, it just depends on the degree, the degree of how good or how bad you were previously. Like the Lakers last year was just the issues they had was just it was just so many big, glaring, major issues that I can't just be like, oh, well, another year, so they should be better. It's like some of them issues is clearly still gonna so, be so right you're there. Them a really low floor, and shit, another year like actually for them for them motherfucking things that they they lacking hurts them. Like <laughs> they only a year older. Yeah. Like it makes it worse for them. Like it's when people yeah. say that it's it's like when you're 26, it's a difference. Like you're gonna be 27. That's your prime. Right. When you 33, you're gonna be 34, it's a difference. Like right. and that's rust. LeBron is 38 years old. He still looks right. good, but still, come on. It, it's not a good thing. Like, I could easily see, yes, Russ playing his role a little bit better in the system. But just like you said, it's another year. The younger teams definitely got better. Trust me. They got better because they they're in their primes. That's what you usually do. You get mm-hmm. better in your primes. So, so what do you think like, the Lakers it's, ceiling it's not going to be easy. Ceiling, and I'm just thinking not factoring in injuries or nothing like that for the whole league. Ceiling. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like if everything goes perfect seed. for them, it's, can, can it's they hard for second it's round? I can like, see a seven seed. It's it's hard for me to say that. It's hard for me to say. I can no, see them get. I can perfect. see them. Because I'm saying that's for the whole league, so I'm looking at the whole like no, not yeah, even the okay. league, just the yeah, West. No, no, I'm looking yeah. at the whole West. Nobody had no catastrophic like injuries. Injuries turned off. They don't look like they they would be one of the better re- like just oh, if I just say regular season season. Like like just in an I in a in a in a perfect world, if everything goes right for them, but also you could go ahead and say it goes right for everybody else too. Like yeah, they wouldn't they don't make so the regular playoffs. so regular season. They don't make I don't the think, playoffs. Regular season, I don't think the they would. So, nah, so you're no. saying so so you're saying in oh. order for them to make the playoffs, everything I mean, I has to go that. right for them and somebody you else. You say injuries off, right? Yeah, yeah. injuries off. That makes that makes it's fair for everybody if injuries off. Like I have to factor that in. So that means because a team like the I think a team that can't afford an injury like do them dirty. obviously would be the the Memphis Grizzlies, right? If they lose a Desmond Bain or a Pajama Rent for any significant time right now because they already missing a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr. That is a team I think the Lakers could kind of leapfrog. Because I don't think they're going to duplicate what they did last year because they lost a couple of key guys on that team as well, like a guy like Kyle Anderson. I know he ain't the, the biggest name, but he still was a starter for them. And you can't just duplicate what you did at last year. Like, I don't see it. So, for me, to, I think uh, if, if everything is fair, though, no injuries, the Lakers are an old team. Like, I don't see them. They didn't really get better defensively at all to me. And Anthony Davis can only cover so much ground. Like, he can only do so much. Like, it's the same thing with Rudy Gobert in Utah. Like, it was only so much defensively he can do once those teams start pulling him out the paint. And that's going to be the same thing for the Lakers. You're just going to pull Anthony Davis out the paint and blow past LeBron, blow past Russ. Like, it's that's what you're going to do. So, so, I, so don't, let me just get, I don't see it. Let me get this clear. So, in order for the Lakers to be able to have any sort of playoff success, what would need to happen is – Everything would have to be perfect for them on their side, but also part of the equation is they would have to have another team or two have something go wrong. Yeah, they need the they, need, they need the basketball they need the basketball guys on their side. Yeah, honestly, and it, it's like Cousin said, it needs to be like a a playing situation. Like I think they could beat a couple of teams that like playing like a one game situation. Like yeah, like if they can make a top ten, that's. See, my whole mindset when I'm thinking of the playoffs, like, I just don't think they're one of the eight best teams, right? Like, that's like Cousins saying, like, I had to think about it. They're truly not talent-wise and just not one of the best eight teams. Now, do we trust the hell out of LeBron James to, to in a one-game scenario to beat some of these younger teams? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think Memphis is one. I think the Timberwolves is one. I think LeBron could definitely in a one-game situation beat those teams. Even the Pelicans. As young and talented as they are, I don't know if they're necessarily like just ready to beat a poised LeBron James with Anthony Davis and even Russ in them situations. Like I can see them playing balls to the walls like in that game, like in, in Go Hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and and then like when I'm thinking everything perfect regular season, Golden State, Clippers, Denver, Dallas, Phoenix. Them five teams, them to me is like the five best regular teams. So you automatically not gonna get no no good matchup in the first round, even if you do get out the out the play in. And them five, like I can't really maybe Phoenix because Phoenix a little 
if if Bron could just tap into if, if Bron could just tap into it one more time and break him like Luca broke him last year, like kind of how mm-hmm. like Giannis broke him, maybe. But the other forts, I just don't see that happening. So you, like, there's no way the Lakers beat the Warriors four times in the series. There's no way they beat the Clippers four times. There's no even with Denver gonna have to acclimate some people from injury and some new guys and everything. But they don't beat Denver four times. They don't beat Dallas four times. They. It's just too. I, I, I just I can't see that happening. I can't see it either. Yeah, me either. It's not gonna gonna let it happen. <laughs> me either. But um, I'm ready to close this thing out. About you guys. Let's do it. Final thoughts, boy. You already know. See y'all on Wednesday, man. Wednesday, we back on Wednesday. It's right back with tomorrow. We we be missing tomorrow. It'd be good to have a back. GK, final thoughts. Um. I would like to see LeBron win one more time. <laughs> but but basically what these guys are telling me is that it would have to be extremely lucky. <laughs> Bron about to take his ass back to Cleveland. <laughs> Get on that motherfucker. At this point, right? Man, we, got spider, we got spider in the land, baby. We got spider. You know what I'm saying? Bring Bron back. They need it. That's all they missing. A veteran. They get them a super vet like Bron just to come Lead them boys in like a Chris Paul kind of role, man. Look, we that's what he's thinking man. about. Final thoughts, cousin Marcus. Shout out Bucket City. Appreciate y'all bringing me on. Go Cavs. We got Spider baby. <laughs> we are beat. We beating Philly. Beating Philly. First that would round. be nice. I would like that. I would like that. Beating and then get, beat by, then get beat by Boston second round. Okay, sounds good to me. I'm okay with um, that. I'm okay with that. Sounds good to me. I'm your boy, Troy. This is from the sideline. 